0: Hello everybody and welcome into episode number 82 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading Galatians chapter 3 today and our focus is on how can people who have sinned much be declared not guilty. And we're also going to hear one of the best preaching illustrations I've ever heard. Not by myself, but it's, it's a great one, so hang on for that. Welcome to new listeners in Selangor, Malaysia, Laguna, Philippines. Fukuoka, Japan, careful, Uttar Pradesh, India, parts unknown, Finland, Austin, Texas, and Mobile, Alabama. Thank you all for listening. Our goal is to encourage daily Bible reading so you can jump in at any time and join with us. We want to get as many people as possible involved, so please share the show with friends and neighbors and enemies and those in between on social media and word of mouth and whatever. And also, I would encourage you to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Let's open with a word from Where What Huh, commenting on our Galatians 1 episode from a couple of days ago. In light of what Paul tells us here about the immutable nature of the gospel, we should also think about 1 Corinthians 15, 3-8, where Paul tells us exactly what the gospel is that he teaches. Prosperity gospels, mystery gospels, revised gospels, updated gospels, and Gnostic gospels, None of these have any place in Christianity. For any heresy to take root, it must first uproot the gospel itself. And that is absolutely true. The gospel is the gospel, what the Bible says. There's no room to twist it or change it. Well said, where what, huh? One other note, as you might recall, over the last few weeks of the podcast, we've discussed a few times whether or not Christians are still under the law, whether Christians are obligated to obey all of the Old Testament commands or not. Now, as I've explained before, I believe that we are not under the Old Covenant and its commands, but under the New Covenant and its commands. And I think we have another clear proclamation of that that we see today in Galatians three twenty-three and 24, where Paul writes... Before this faith came, we were confined under the law, imprisoned until the coming faith was revealed. The law, then, was our guardian until Christ so that we could be justified by faith. But since that faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. So, no longer under a guardian means, in that context, no longer under the law, precisely as Paul reiterates in Romans 6.14, Where he says, sin will have no dominion over you since you are not under law but under grace. Well, our main focus today is on being declared not guilty, or the biblical word there is justified, by faith. Which is one of the great central truths of Christianity, if not the central truth of Christianity. Paul expresses this truth again and again and again in Galatians all throughout the book. Using the most potent and pointed language, just like in verses 7-11. through you know then that those who have faith, these are Abraham's sons. Now the, na- the scripture saw in advance that God would justify the Gentiles by faith and proclaim the gospel ahead of time to Abraham, saying, All the nations will be blessed through you. Consequently, those who have faith are blessed with Abraham who had faith, for all who rely on the works of the law are under a curse, because it is written Everyone who does not do everything written in the book of the law is cursed. Now it is clear that no one is justified before God by the law, because the righteous will live by faith. Again, this is the very center of the good news, that all, Jews and Gentiles alike, can be saved and declared not guilty by faith in Christ, and not at all by works of righteousness or obedience of the law. Well, let's read the whole passage. Galatians chapter 3, verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible, You foolish Galatians who has cast a spell on you before whose eyes Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified. I only want to learn this from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by believing what you heard? Are you so foolish? After beginning by the Spirit, are you now finishing by the flesh? Did you experience so much for nothing, if in fact it was for nothing? So then, does God give you the Spirit and work miracles among you by your doing the works of the law? Or is it by believing what you heard? Just like Abraham, who believed God and it was credited to him for righteousness. You know then that those who have faith, these are Abraham's sons. Now the scripture saw in advance that God would justify the Gentiles by faith and proclaim the gospel ahead of time to Abraham, saying, All the nations will be blessed through you. Consequently, those who have faith are blessed with Abraham who had faith. For all who rely on the works of the law are under a curse, because it is written, Everyone who does not do everything written in the book of the law is cursed. Now it is clear that no one is justified before God by the law, because the righteous will live by faith. But the law is not based on faith. Instead, the one who does these things will live by them. Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us, because it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree. The purpose was that the blessing of Abraham would come to the Gentiles by Christ Jesus so that we could receive the promised spirit through faith. Brothers and sisters, I am using a human illustration. No one sets aside or makes additions to a validated human will. Now the promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed. He does not say, and to seeds, plural, as though referring to many, but referring to one, and to your seed, who is Christ. My point is this, the law, which came 430 years later, does not invalidate a covenant previously established by God and thus cancel the promise. For if the inheritance is based on the law, it is no longer based on the promise But God has graciously given it to Abraham through the promise. Why then was the law given? It was added for the sake of transgressions, until the seed to whom the promise was made would come. The law was put into effect through angels by means of a mediator. Now a mediator is not just for one person alone, but God is one. Is the law, therefore, contrary to God's promises? Absolutely not. For if the law had been granted with the ability to give life, then righteousness would certainly be on the basis of the law. But the scripture imprisoned everything under sin's power so that the promise might be given on the basis of faith in Jesus Christ to those who believe. Before this faith came, we were confined under the law, imprisoned until the coming faith was revealed. The law then was our guardian until Christ, so that we could be justified by faith. But since that faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. For through faith, you are all sons of God in Christ Jesus. For those of you who were baptized into Christ have been clothed with Christ. There is no Jew or Greek, slave or free, male or female, since you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed. According to the promise, so great chapter, lots and lots of deep theological truths to help us maybe better understand them. Let's turn to Brother Charles Spurgeon, who's going to help us apply these truth truths to our lives, and also we're going to get a fantastic and clear illustration of justification and salvation by faith rather than works. Spurgeon says. Remember that the safety of the weak and of the strong believer rests upon the same foundation. On board one of the fine steamboats that go between England and America, there is a strong, hardy, vigorous man. Will he get to America safely? Yes, if the ship does. But there yonder is a little child that cannot walk and has to be carried in its mother's arms. Will he reach America safely? Yes, if the ship does. Both the strong man and the crying infant, all being well, will reach their journey's end, if the ship does. Their safety lies in the same place. Their condition does not affect their transit. But there is, no, is there no difference between the child and the man? Assuredly, there is a great deal of difference as to many things, but there is no difference about the fact that their passage across the ocean depends upon the steamboat rather than upon themselves. The strong man could not walk across the Atlantic any more than the child could. They are alike incompetent for the passage if left alone, and alike capable of it if placed on board the same vessel. So if you meet with a great saint, say to yourself, my honored brother will get to heaven through Jesus Christ, and I, a poor babe in grace, shall get to heaven in the same way. So friends, Our safe passage to heaven is not based on our works or our strength. Our safe passage is based on Jesus and what he has done and his strength. And thank God for that, because I'm inadequate for the task. Let us close with our verse of the month for March, Hebrews 7.25. Therefore, Jesus is able to save completely those who come to God through him, since he always lives to intercede for them. Amen and amen. Good day to you, friends, and Godspeed.